Hello, my name is Cynthia, and welcome to the latest episode of Getting Your Together, a podcast where we discuss what it's like to get it all the way together, or at least attempt to, one day at a time. Hey y'all, how's it going out there? This is the first episode of Getting Your Together. My name is Cynthia. I live in Brooklyn, New York. I've lived here for years. I can't even remember how long I've lived here, actually. So you'll be hearing a lot of the background of Brooklyn in a lot of my episodes because it's summer. I don't have AC in my living room, so the window's always up and I don't want to die. And, you know, people have lives, so things happen. I try to edit out the best way that I can, but, you know, no promises. It's going to be a little bit rough around the edges, but, you know, so am I. I guess I wanted to have just like a beginning or intro episode. I think this may be my first one. Who knows? It'll show up or pop up eventually. But just to kind of discuss, as project managers would say, level set, the expectations of this podcast. I am a project manager by trade. Some of the terminology will probably make its way into this podcast because it's just second nature to me. I've been doing it since I was in my early 20s. My neighbors are having some type of party barbecue. It's very gay, the music anyway, and I'm here for it. It's like really just putting me in such a good vibe. Maybe you will you can hear it in the background. Um, it's a lovely day here. Everybody's out enjoying themselves. I'm about to go out myself and partake in some activities, but I wanted to sit down and do a couple of episodes just because I've just been so immersed in like creating content. It's really kind of crazy and fascinating and exciting and scary at the same time. Initially, this podcast was about getting your shit together, but it was more geared towards like, you know, people in their late 30s, mid to late 30s, 40s, whatever, who decided like to just have a drastic departure from what they were doing. You know, it could be career wise or relationship wise or anything, just because I feel like the society, even though people say it's more flexible and things, and it is, we still have a lot of that puritanical Quaker-like edge to us. And it's like, you know, things have like certain roles and expectations and things like that, which is very exhausting for someone like me. But I've been meeting people that have just had a drastic, like, they're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to do me. And then some of them, it happened later in life. I think they try to cultivate that more for when you're in your 20s, because like, this is when you're supposed to explore. But what if you were like me and had to be really, really responsible in their 20s? Lost my mom at 23. I had help keep my brother together. I had to help keep my father together. I was always the mature sibling, mature adult, even around like, I feel sometimes my, even my own dad. I had my 20s experiences. I did some things, but that will, I will discuss that. But you know, I think I was relatively not as carefree as some of my peers. And I kind of resented that for a while. But when I hit 30, all that kind of shifted. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to cut loose. I mean, and I have a kind of a young heart anyway. I'm kind of carefree when I allow myself to be. It took me a while to like relax enough to really allow myself to be that because I had to be so on point and so serious when I was younger. So anyway, I was meeting people that were kind of bucking the system around my age. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to do me and do shit. I'm going to start this podcast. I'm going to start this show. I'm going to write. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to leave this relationship. Fuck this. And I thought this was cool. Like this is interesting content. And I think I'll probably still tap into that a little bit because that's still part of my story and the people that I know in my life. 
But life has a sneaky way of changing up on you when you least expect it. Throughout the course of my life, probably, I've always kind of had a, I would say, addictive personality or a self-destructive streak. I come from a home where I I love my family and my parents. They did the best that they could. But there was a lot of things that I just didn't receive as a child, particularly for my mom. And the more that I'm in therapy, the more I start seeing a lot of the patterns and how they kind of just kind of continue to play out in my life with my family dynamics, friend dynamics, relationship dynamics, work. And in order to cope a lot, like I wasn't really well versed in talking about my feelings or how I saw things. It was more about just taking care of other people for a while or at least holding their anger or pain or frustration and not really tapping into my own. So I didn't really know who I was or who I am. And that kind of can fuck with you. So in order to cope with a lot of things, I started exploring and experimenting and trying to figure something that would make me feel less isolated, less alone, less like an alien. And I tried a lot of different things. I was never really comfortable in my body. I went to a mostly white school and I am not thin at all. I am very voluptuous. I celebrate that now, but Lord knows I did not when I was a kid or when I was younger. And, you know, so in order to fit in, I started taking diet pills, you know? So then that kind of, I think, started my downward spiral into changing myself, um, amending myself, and it led me down the path to addiction. So it was diet pills, there was binging, there was pill popping, uh, there's weed, of course, and then there was drinking. And drinking is kind of what did me in. I didn't think it was doing that at the time, but, you know, it was a, probably the only thing that I really encountered. And I started drinking late. I think I started drinking maybe when I was 19 or something, 18, 19. I was hell bent on trying to get out of my small town or smallish town. Um, so I didn't want to get knocked up and I didn't want to get hooked on anything because I was like, I had to get out, you know, so my focus was that. But, you know, I had friends and there's peer pressure and stuff like that. And I tried it. And I think that was like the first thing that kind of quieted it in my mind. And I was like, oh, I don't have to think as much. And, oh, I can just kind of be here and talk and feel like less anxious about things. Because I kind of like would always walk around in, on eggshells because I grew up doing that. So drinking was my vice. And when I was younger, I would say I would have my blackouts a lot. I would do a lot of crazy things. And then in my 20s, after my mom died, I kind of eased up on it a little bit. And, and my addiction kind of like calmed and kind of directed itself into other things. But, you know, I, I still drank and I still had my moments where I was out of control, legit out of control. But I never thought I had a problem because, you know, I was around people that did that. So and some who I thought was more worse off than me. So I was like, I'm fine. Um, but, you know, the thing about alcoholism, and that's kind of what I do call myself that now, um, after years and years and years of just not wanting to come to terms with it, it's a progressive disease. So you can stop and start, stop and start. But when you start back up, you kind of drop right back into where you once were, even if your body can't handle it. And then you just kind of amp up from there. And that's very true in my case. I've quit over the years. I've stopped. I've slowed down. And each time I've come back, like, harder, faster, stronger, you know? And each time was more relentless than the one prior to it. So this podcast was, even though it was started off of an initial idea, it kind of morphed into something that I wanted to talk to when it comes to just like my sobriety and like how my life is right now. 
because right now I'm sober. I do attend AA. I do go to therapy. I try my best to surround myself with really positive people and really work on my shit. I'm not always perfect. That's life. I'm really learning like self-compassion, self-love, self-forgiveness, and honesty. I wouldn't have been able to do any of this if I was still drinking. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm also of the of the ilk of the people that say like, I can never say that I'll never take another drink again. And that's actually kind of liberating too, because it gives me a little less like, oh, I have to get it right. 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 I'm not looking to go out and drink. I do still have my cravings and my triggers and things like that. But, you know, shit happens in life. You know, I'm not looking to tip myself enough in order to go in that direction. Because when it comes down to it, I mean, I would drink for any occasion, any and every occasion. Like I could be really happy. I could be really sad. I could be really angry. I could be just kind of meh, kind of bored right now. So why not get, you know, lit? I could make any excuse to pick one up at any time. So it's actually really nice to not have that type of pressure on myself because I tend to give my put so much pressure on myself in my life. It's unreal. But yeah, this is kind of what my story is in, in a nutshell a little bit. I'll dive deep into topics and what's going on with me and what's it like being sober in your 30s? What's it like being sober in a city that is known for its happy hours or reverse happy hours? Because I used to make my mark. You have no idea, friends. And what's like being going out sober? What's it like just dealing with you sober because truthfully like this is the first time that I'm actually taking stock of me and who I am and the things that I like and things I don't like and what I want to cultivate and what I want to try it's all new and I don't always get it right I don't always know what I'm doing that's weird and then there's also that level of guilt because it's like well I'm in my 30s shouldn't I know shouldn't I understand this by now like why am I so behind the eight ball but then that's guilt and shame And then that becomes a spiral. And it's like being so self-aware, while great, can be quite exhausting. And, you know, you just want to be like, I just want to quiet my mind and just be. But in all but in all honesty, like I do, I am I am quite present and I know exactly what's going on around at all times, which is also quite new. But it's turning me into a person that I think I've always wanted to be or I guess was always there but now it's coming out more and it's had varying levels of success, varying levels of acceptance because, you know, not everybody wants you to change. Not everybody wants you to get better. Not everybody understands or wants to understand. And you have to be okay with that. And something that I'm learning about now, because I started this on January 1st, 2019, is like I'm really taking this first year to really kind of just hone in And just really figure myself out and be really kind to myself. And um, I know self-care is like the new hip term, but it's it's legit, you know, and really finding or figuring out what I like to do. I a writer. I love writing. I found myself quite stagnant in it for a while just because my mind is kind of just all over the place. But and I do photography and now I'm doing this apparently. So here it is. I don't even know what my podcast style is. You know, I'm just going to talk. Sometimes I'll have people on if they want to join, but I'm just going to talk just about being sober, what it was like prior to not being sober, things I've learned, the people that I've met. I 
will not be going into like specifics because um of aa um and i definitely won't be naming names or anything like that but um, this is all my story all my all my um progress or process i guess um as i figure it out so you know i don't have all the answers i'm gonna stumble and fall and pick myself back up but you know i'll share it with all you guys in hopes that it will help or at least be kind of amusing or you know, it's not like you're sitting there grimacing like, oh, my gosh, she's such a train wreck. But if you are, hey, that's cool. I'm probably grimacing, too, as I'm telling the story, as I remember, you know, life. What can I say? But, yeah, I just kind of wanted to give like an overview of me because, you know, I'll be talking about me and things, but it's sort of like, well, why does this thing exist? And I wanted to kind of like set the tone for that make sure that there is some method to this madness of my mind as much as sometimes I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. (laughs) But yeah, that's me. Thank you for listening. Talk soon.